This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good morning, hope you're doing good, hope you are well today and welcome to the Guna Talk back for the first of the January Windows Arsenal transfer shows. Uh, it's entirely different to the shows you've been watching at 8am because it's got the word transfer in the name and besides that, nothing is different. Um, so as you can see, huge changes uh, for what we've been used to. Uh, for your 8am morning shows. Just kidding. Uh, we've got a lot more stuff to go through. Uh, thankfully, on the day that we return to episode 120 of the Arsenal Transfer Show, uh, we've now got plenty of new rumours and links to be discussing. And of course, get your thoughts and feelings in the live chat pots. Dipak, thank you so much for making the effort to join us for our live show. Finally been able to make it. I love when people say that in the chat. Finally been able to make the live show. Kaiser, good morning. Thracian King, Tariq. We've got Airfan. We've got uh, Christopher. We've got Morning Tom. We've got Morning Tom. We've got Jacob. We've got Carl. We've got Paul. We've got Daniel, Robert, Bruce, Will. We've got Colin, Cooler. Uh, we've got, who else have we got? No, I'm not going to check the FPL League. <laughs> if you want to join our FPL League, there is a link in the video description at the bottom. Uh, Tulip, Christopher, Tom, we've got Benny, Dirks, Ratha Varys, John. Good morning to all of you in the chat box. So good to have you in here. Let's crack on with the start of the show, which is, of course, telling you to go and subscribe, as always, to the Arsenal way. We've hit 5,000 subs. Thank you so much. I'll be there at 9.30. And we'll be looking ahead to the Manchester United game with our colleagues at the Manchester Evening News a little bit later on today. So, without further ado, our first story of the day. Actually, it's not our first story because I'm going to do a little bit more plugging. Go watch our tactical breakdown on Indiana Stoica. This is out. You can watch this very show on the channel after you finish watching this. Go find out all about Indiana Stoica on the channel. It came out last night with the boys over at the Romanian Football Hub. Thanks so much to them for helping out. Go and watch it. Educate yourselves about who he is. Not really transfer news, but Gabriel last night, it was revealed, uh, allegedly was attacked uh, and... Uh, 
it's not a very funny situation at all because if you think back to Meza Ozil, Kalasanac also being attacked, Gabriel supposedly followed out of a club um, and was targeted for you know a lot of his expensive items, his watches, cars, and he fought them off. I think Arsenal players have a history now of being the ones to fight off their aggressors. Um, but we hope that Gabriel's all okay and we wish him the absolute best. Awful situation to be put in. Um, but he seems to have held his own pretty darn well. So fair play to him for that. Let's move on to our next story, which is Marcelo Flores. Again, still, we haven't gotten to the transfer stuff yet, but uh, this dropped slightly after we finished yesterday's morning show. And so I want to cover it. Uh, Marcelo Flores um, has been called up to the senior national side, uh, which is a fantastic bit of news for the Mexico team. Really fair play to him. Well done for the amazing work that he has been doing. Uh, and Marcelo Flores is expected to, and has now been given permission uh, by Arsenal to go and play during uh, the early December internationals that Mexico have got on. It's not an official international break. So there you go. Uh, make sure you give Marcelo Flores a big congratulations on his socials. And then his father has been speaking about his contract situation, how he expects him not to leave the club in January. Mohamed's contract with Arsenal expires at the end of the season, he says. The club does not intend to terminate his contract. His playing in the Liverpool match proves his coach's belief in him and his abilities. What I will say is that we were, what, three or four nil down by the time he came on, so I'm not sure that it necessarily does say anything about that. Um, he continues by saying it's difficult for him to return to Egypt during this period. The reports that Al, uh, Al Ali made a deal with him are completely false. So there's uh, some conclusive news regarding Mohamed El Neni's future. Speaking still about possible transfers in, and Raheem Sterling has been confirmed to be of an interest to Arsenal by Ian McGarry of the Transfer Window podcast. He says that his representatives have met with Manchester City and are saying their player does not wish to continue or indeed an extension, uh, explore an extension on his contract. Instead, they would prefer to explore the option of a loan deal, which they would like to begin in the January window. Whether or not that's possible remains to be seen, but there are several interested parties, including Arsenal. Um, so there's that confirmation that Arsenal are indeed one of those interested parties for Raheem Sterling. Now, Dejan Kulizewski, uh, again, has returned to the news and uh, Dimazio has been reporting uh, that Kulizewski could end up at Arsenal, who are definitely one of the interested teams, but they will have to pay a figure in the region of around 30 to 35 million euros should they want the Swedish winger, not Ukrainian winger, the Swedish winger. Uh, he uh, has, has not really... He's not exploded since arriving at uh, Juventus. I am planning on doing a bit of a tactical breakdown on him, considering the uh, how loud some of these are. So we'll be looking to do a video on him as soon as possible. Um, but he looks like one of the most likely links that we're seeing at the moment, which is, you know, it's interesting. Maybe one that we'll need to keep our eyes on. But I, for one, wouldn't be... I wouldn't be thrilled about Kuliszewski joining. Um the same way I wasn't thrilled about Aaron Ramsdale signing, I suppose. So there's all the hope in the world that he could prove me wrong. But Kulisevsky, uh linked quite heavily with a move to Arsenal, according to Demarcio. Now, a fellow uh, Juventus player, Alvaro Morata, has also seen links from the Italian media that he will not be remaining with Juventus and will return to Atletico Madrid at the end of his current loan deal. The 29-year-old has not been able to establish himself as a regular goal scorer enough 
to convince Juventus to keep him. And so therefore, he will likely be made available unless Atletico want to keep him. We've been linked to Morata in the past. I think his time in the Premier League has already had its kind of period. We don't need to go here. This is a very loose transfer link, you'll be happy to know. I don't think there's any kind of real um, legitimacy in Arsenal's push to sign Morata. He's not the right age profile. He's not the right type of player. He'd be a silly price for what you'd be getting. No, 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 no. It's as simple as that. Just a simple no. No, thank you. We'll, we'll move on to another target and we'll move on to the next story as well. Last story of the day, it revolves Gabigol, a.k.a. Gabriel Barbosa, formerly of Inter Milan, currently playing his games at Flamengo uh, after his time at Inter didn't go so well when he was a bit younger. Now 25 is supposedly of interest to Arsenal as well. 12 goals this season in 17 matches in the Serie A Brazilian League. He also has 11 goals in 13 Copa Libertadores matches and nine assists across both of those competitions. In three other competitions, he's got six goals in 11 games this season, amounting to 29 goals in 41 games and nine assists, which is a very solid return. However, always take into account the situation that he is playing in. But Gabigol was always thought of as a bit of a one of those Really exciting young players when he signed for Inter Milan. Wasn't really able to cut it at that age. Does not mean that that was never going to work out or that you shouldn't be looking to uh, to pursue him in the future. He's one that I would be wary about because of, you know, he's playing in the Brazilian League. But what I would say is you shouldn't write him off. We should definitely analyse him on his merits. And if these links kind of grow into something even more tangible, we will make sure to do a tactical breakdown on him and to try and get some more information for you guys about the player and how he's faring and what he's kind of become in those years since leaving uh, Inter Milan. But a really interesting, a new link along with Morata's story. And so fingers crossed, Arsenal are moving ahead with their plans to try and sign a striker in the coming windows. And that does conclude all of today's Arsenal transfer stories, which means we move on to the last part of the show, which is your questions. Do throw them into the chat and we will get through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's go through the chat box. Let's see what you guys are saying in there and we'll go through as many of these as possible. Philip Cruden, sell Crudson, sorry, says in January, if you had to keep one loan, one cell, one chambers holding of Marie. Sorry, I don't know why I read that so wrong. Keep one cell, one and loan one of Chambers holding Marie. I would keep Marie. Loan Chambers cell holding. Um, I think you can get the most money for holding. I think Marie's the only left-footed centre back that we've got beyond Gabriel, so he backs him up. And Chambers. Uh, you know, I think maybe you could increase his value for a summer sale uh, and that maybe you could then look to to get a decent fee for him. So I'd go loan Chambers, sell holding and keep Marie. That would be what I would do. Let's uh, let's go to BroPro, who says, do buying midfielders uh, in key... Do you think buying midfielders is key to getting top four and do you think the club think that way um i don't think it's i don't think it's like if we don't sign a midfielder we can't get top four what i would say is that signing a midfielder would definitely help us towards getting top four i don't think there's many arguments that you could put out to say that that isn't the case 
Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's reliant on us signing a midfielder. But it could prove to be if we get enough injuries or the the January period without Partey and Elneny doesn't go too well. Maybe it will depend on it. It's impossible to say for sure, but I wouldn't say it's absolutely critical. But I think it may be a little bit naive not to bring in a little bit more depth, if you know what I mean. Uh, Marcus says, Kulisevsky doesn't look like an upgrade on what we've already got. I agree with you, Marcus. I I mean, I, I'm very critical of Nicolas Pepe, but I don't see selling Pepe for 30-odd million quids and bringing in Kulisevsky for the same price as an upgrade. I, I don't really see that. So I'm not sure why the club would do that. It may, it may prove me wrong, but I just don't know why the club would do that. Uh, Joseph, if we got two good offers for Aubameyang and Lacazette in January, would you sell both or just one? Um, Look, it depends on who we would sign because you can't let both of them go and obviously not sign anyone. It's impossible for me to go, yes, absolutely, I would sell them. But you need to be kind of assured that you're going to get in a player or two in the case. I think you need to get two if you let go of both uh, in the January window because, uh, I mean, Balogun on his own is not enough. Martinelli on his own is not enough. So it would depend on who we're signing, Joe, I'm afraid. But I couldn't say either way uh, without that kind of guarantee. James says, should there be a window when clubs can change their manager? Uh, yes, I think there should be. I like this idea. Um, I do like this uh, theory, and I've seen it put forward before. Should it be the January window? Should that be the period where clubs can sack and change managers? I like this. I think it'd be interesting and certainly one that you know, would become a big discussion point about clubs down the bottom of the table, changing their managers. Um, it would also maybe protect some managers for a period of time that haven't been given long enough. Um, so I think maybe, yes, there is an argument to say that this should be something to uh, integrate into the game. Answers, do you think Sterling's speculation as a hint that Pepe is no longer in the future of Arsenal's plans? I've thought that for a while. Um, I mean, I reported on it and it went crazy. So, uh yeah, <laughs> I've thought about it. I theorise. It's my opinion. That's what I believe. Dirk says, I'd take Sterling, but do you think we really need him now? Surely a proper striker is more important. Of course, a striker is more important, but I wouldn't say no to Sterling. I, I really would not say no to Sterling whatsoever. Uh, Daniel says, what's better than two Gabriels? Three Gabriels. Yeah, Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Magalhaes, and Gabriel Barbosa. All Brazilian, all giving us some goals and defensive security. Love it. What's what's better than two? It's obviously three. Yes, Silo, I agree with you. Pedro Gonçalves uh, as a possible right winger, I would absolutely go for him. Brilliant, brilliant player. Zander says, do you think Gabriel will have an extended break for the first team? Like Kalasinac and Ozil uh, after their attack. And if so, would you play Kieran Tini at centre-back? I don't know. I have no inside information about the fallout from that Gabriel attack, whether or not he will be involved with the team. I, I mean, I don't want to speculate, to be fair. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he'll miss the Man United game. I don't know if he'll be involved. There's nothing. But Arteta's press conference is this morning. So uh, hopefully he'll be asked about that situation and whether or not Gabriel will be available for the game. Uh, and if so, would I play Katie at centre-back? Maybe in a back three. But otherwise, Marie probably just comes straight in. It's still Marie, but he is a more natural centre-back than Tierney. Um, John says, following up on the previous comment on the manager window, do you think there should be a window for banning commenters asking for a friend? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, but uh, we will uh, block this person. Um, let's go to Anderson, who says it happened in August, mate, when he was injured. Oh, okay. Thanks, Anderson, for that. 
So no, <laughs> he should be fine for the Man United game. Thank you for pointing to see. This is why I say this is why you should read the story. I was never going to read the story um, outright from the outlet, but there you go because of what outlet it was. Joshua says, do you think Mark Rocker can be a decent January signing? Also, Adnan Yanazai's contract is up in the summer. Could this also be good? Yes, no. Um, Rocker, I would take on a six-month loan deal with an option to buy. Yanazai, nah, not for me. Not at all. Uh, Anne says, I wouldn't want Gabrielle signings dreams in the final third. Uh, I don't know what that means, Anne. Maybe you can give me some uh, extra, what's the word? Um, I can't feel what the word is. Extra detail, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. But I don't know what you're talking about. The Robots Will Eat You says, do you think United would get a dodgy pen against us? It smells like it. I mean, it's Manchester United at Old Trafford. Arsenal's history of going there has never favoured us from a luck standpoint besides last season alone. One win since 2006. Having said that, I don't think we've lost to Man United since 2018 or 2017 in the league. We've got a very good record against them in the league. Um, so there you go. Uh, oh, signing. <laughs> I was like... I wouldn't want Gabrielle singing dreams. <laughs> I did not know what you meant, Anne. but everyone's like, he means signing. Singing. Singing. I, oh, I think I know what you mean, but it's just that's a solid gone way over my head. So I missed that completely, Anne. Hey, look, I do this show at 8 a.m. every day. I am not fully awake. I can't always understand the jokes that you put into the chat box. I'm sure it was very funny if I'd have said it properly but it's 8am give me a break guys come on Venkatesh says why City would permit Sterling to join Arsenal on loan they might allow the players to join uh, a lower table club um, look I think the Sterling to Arsenal on loan wouldn't make too much sense from, sense from City's standpoint um, but who knows maybe Pep will do his mate a solid and send the Sterling on loan with an option to buy who knows um, maybe I am too young for that for that song because it's as I say it's gone way over my head, uh, so over my head. Temi says Vlaovic or Ozimen. Vlaovic because Ozimen has got quite a bad injury at the moment. Uh, Ali says hopefully Juventus accounting issues mean our Arsenal could get the better shot at Vlaovic and or Tuchimeni. I actually wrote a story uh, about Tuchimeni this morning and Tielemans, uh, which you can go and give a read. I'm just going to put it. The link for you guys to that in the chat box. Basically, <clears throat> the premise... Oh, God. <clears throat> the premise... There we go. The premise of the piece is that Sambi Lukonga's uh, performances that have been really good have actually outperformed that of Basuma, Gimaraish, and Ruben Neves. He's got 75% success rate per 90 of his total actions, which is better than Gimaraish, Basuma, and Neves. And so, therefore, Arsenal, for my money, should be looking to target a higher level of central midfielder in the upcoming windows. That means your Tielemans. That means your Tuchimenes. That means your Fabian Ruizes. So give that piece a read. It explains all about the theory behind it and why we should be going for your Tielemans and Tuchimenes of this world. Uh, Christopher says, did you hear about Juve being under investigation? No, I didn't. Uh, let's look at this. See, this is why, as I say, I get you guys to tell me information because... I have to invest so much time in getting Arsenal transfers that I missed it. Oh, sorry. Yes, I did hear about this. Fabio Paratici. Yes. Um, Spurs transfer part of Juve investigation. Tottenham could be put under the spotlight given their £47 million sub-assigning of Christian Romero is part of the investigation into the fraud allegations against Juventus. 
Uh, Romero left Juve for Atalanta for just 13.5 million in the summer. And on the same day, he then joined Spurs on an initial season-long loan with the option to buy. It is one of 42 transfers being looked at by the Italian police following claims of false accounting at Juve. Wow, big, big news. Could that be very damaging for Fabio Paratici and Spurs? Oh, love that. <laughs> As Rob says, do you think uh, Gabigol transfer works for Arsenal? His time at Inter didn't work. It looks similar to Lucas Paqueta. No progression at RAC Milan, but is shining at Lyon. It's a really good actual uh, comparison. Yeah, Paqueta. Where did Paqueta join from? I have a weird feeling it was also Flamengo. Uh, Lucas Paqueta, he's, it was Flamengo that he joined from. Uh, Milan didn't go too well. One goal in 37 games, 13 goals in 42 fixtures for Leon. Yeah, possibly could be the environment. We saw Gerson as well. I think he's another Flamengo player. Gerson joined Roma, didn't go so well, went back to Brazil, has come back for Marseille and, you know, is doing fairly, fairly decent for them. So I think it's certainly something that Arsenal we'll need to consider, but we need to look at him as an individual player and look into him a little bit more. So if the links do intensify, we will definitely be going into more detail about Gabriel Barbosa. Don't you worry. Rohit says, we need a backup for Tommy and a midfielder in January. A striker would be the icing on the cake. We can make top four with these additions. Please don't derail our season, Edu. I mean, we say please don't derail our season. Edu's the reason why we've got a season with the work that he put in in the transfer window. So I wouldn't be saying, look, getting on his back if we don't sign many players in January. I don't expect us to. I'm expecting a lone central midfielder, if that. Like, that's all I'm really expecting to happen this January. I would be shocked if we made a permanent striker signing in January. Absolutely shocked if we did that. Right back, back up. I think there's maybe scope for that. But the problem is that while Cedric is here, while Chambers is here, I doubt they'll invest as a backup right back, to be honest. I'm, I'm not sure that they would go in and do that. I think that's more of a job for the summer uh, where they've got more time to move players out, bring players in. I don't see it happening uh, in, in the January window. And I wouldn't criticise Edu if we didn't do it in January. I think that the most you can probably hope for is a central midfielder. A striker and a right back, I would be shocked if we did bring them in in January. But we'll wait and see. Uh, Reese says, what goalkeeper would you get for backup after we sell Leno? I mean, Leno's future seems still very much at Arsenal until at least the summer. Arsenal supposedly want to keep him until then. They don't want to let him go in January. If he does go in January, though, I've said this before, Fraser Forster has six months left on his contract. Alex McCarthy has six months left on his contract. And Sam Johnson has six months left on his contract. If we have to move for a goalkeeper elsewhere i'm sorry if we have to move for players in other areas of the team to invest heavily let's be a bit savvy about how we spend money on the backup goalkeeper there are homegrown players that are going to be available on the cheap and maybe we should be looking to bring them in in those positions um anderson says don't rate arteta but it seems like most are arteta signings more than edu look edu wanted neto from barcelona to be fair there are a couple that are certainly more influenced by arteta ramsdale being one of them ben white another Edu, however, certainly more involved in the Lekonga and also the uh, Tavares links. Tomiyasu has been a long-term uh, kind of... He's been looked at by the club for quite some time. Arteta was very keen on him as well. Erdogan, both of them wanted, but in particular, Erdogan was very much Edu in January. Edu is responsible for getting the negotiations done for all those players. So even though we can turn around and say, oh, Arteta lean towards those players. You would say he's more kind of, he was liked more so by Arteta. Edu's the one doing the deals. Edu's the one getting them over the line. 
So we've got to get Edu's. <clears throat> you've got to give credit to Edu in those moments because if you don't, you're just being a little bit ignorant of you know what he's done, uh, which is I'm really happy with what Edu's done to the team. And I think he's spoken really well about the club as well and, and the plan of the club. I remember back in September when he did that interview where he said, look, I'm not going to put a target on this season. I want to see what this team's capable of. Everyone really went for him. 99% of people really went for him. I didn't. I was like, look, I understand what he's saying. I think it's a little bit risky to not put a target on the season, but I respect what he's done. I respect him doing the interviews. I respect the work that he had put in place and it's really benefiting the club moving forward. So I think that Edu has got a very, very solid... Um, <clears throat> I've got a very, very solid um, support of Edu and what he does. Um, let's go for Divesh. He says, Sell Pepe by Rafinha. Uh, Johnson says, Careful, Tom. The Erdogan scapegoaters may turn on Edu now. Oh, shit. The, the Erdogan scapegoaters are do what they do. It is what it is. I can't control their thoughts. I can't control how they feel about a player. I can continue to write about the silliness behind it. Um, but hey, I had a really good discussion with Josh Williams over on the Arsenal way yesterday, who's a neutral point of view. He made some very good points about Erdegaard that are not of the same mind as I am. Um, he described him as beige, <laughs> which I thought was quite harsh, but he explained it very well. And I think that what I do agree with is Erdegaard's a bit of a luxury player. He's one that emphasizes those around him. He's not a protagonist. He's not going to be an Alexis Sanchez style uh, protagonist in a team. He does need more movement. I'm not going to go into any more detail because I've talked it to death now uh, about um, Erdegaard. But uh, but yeah, look, he gets far more stick than he deserves. We are going to wrap things up there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry we didn't get to all your questions, but continue to join us every morning at 8 a.m. We always go through plenty, as you guys know. So I will do my absolute best to go through more in tomorrow's show. Um, drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new. Thank you for joining us for the first transfer show of uh, the January window. That is episode 120 in total. So do drop a like on today's vid. If you're not bored of me and you want to continue hearing this raspy voice, I'll be back in an hour's time over on the Arsenal Way. Link to the channel is in the description. Um, as always, 9.30 a.m. as well, Monday to Friday. I'll be joined by some of our colleagues. And actually, no, I won't. Sorry, that is a complete lie. I will not be live at 9.30 because the press conference is this morning. Apologies. Ignore everything I just said. But still do go over to the Arsenal way because, one, we've got a really good interview with Alex Scout-Rowe, who's a Romanian football expert, talking about Ianis Stoica. And second of all, if you are subscribed to the Arsenal way, um, you will be able to watch Mikel Arteta's press conference back as you can with all of his press conferences and interviews. Uh, and then a little bit later on today, we will be discussing with our colleagues from the Manchester Evening News uh, the Manchester United game tomorrow night. So do please tune in. Uh, absolutely. Have a fantastic day, people. I'll see you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.